Hello, Hello and welcome to the Three Tooches podcast. Hi, I'm Brayden. I am Landry. And I said my name first. So. You did? <laughs> we are two of the Three Tooches, and right. you, the audience, the listener, joining us on this comic odyssey are the That's third right. Tooge. We are That's the Three right. Tooges, and we are here Watch to. Watch out for Charybdis, folks. You know, Landry, one of the things I love about this podcast is that it is exclusively about the Three Stooges, but, you know, every now and then we'll get to talk about something else. And I think that's wonderful that we can be so exclusive, but also so wide-ranging and varied in, in our topics of conversation. Yeah, absolutely. We are laser-focused on our topic, but we also mm-hmm. are Renaissance men. And, that's right. And we like that's to right. dip our toes in other subjects while exclusively yeah. discussing our favorite comedy trio, The Three Stooges. Uh, Brayden, I'm, I'm so glad to be back in the studio here with you. It's, it's good to be back, getting in the swing of things. We had a few weeks. Mm-hmm. Off there, but now that we've got another episode under our belt, we are back in it. Yeah. I'm excited. I, I have to say, I feel like I feel like we have really hit our stride in the past few episodes, Landry. You know, it took us a little bit to find our voice. You know, and those of us people who are just coming to the podcast now, you should know. Like, if you go back, like episode three is where we really start to hit our groove. Now we're we're just off and rolling. Yes, we hit um, our well, we hit our groove in episode three. Now yes. we're off and rolling. We've hit our stride. I'm right. I'm wondering what the next we might be hitting full gallop coming up here. Maybe by episode I, yes. ten. You know, we can we can do a hop, skip, and a jump mm, later. Like you know, that. some skip oh, over some things. You, uh, did I tell you Ryan had a dream? Uh, uh, he he had a dream actually that our podcast went big on episode thirteen. Oh, okay. There's, there's a prophecy now. Lucky no. Oh, the prophecy. <laughs> the prophecy. I see. Speaking of prophecy, for those who are, for this is their first episode, you should know. Get back to the stooges. Ronnie. Okay, thank you so much for those of you who haven't. You know, you're new to the show. This is Ronnie. He's our producer. He's very passionate about the Stooges. He you know, keeps us really a labor of love on track. Keeps always. On track. Absolutely. If we ever get distracted, Ronnie will bring us right back on top. Get back to the Stooges. All right, Ronnie. Just we'll like that. It. We'll do it here in a sec. Remember, it's our show. We record the podcast here in the studio, our soundproof recording studio, which is surrounded by our research and development department, which is surrounded by a construction site, which is then surrounded by like a 500 acre lot. And what happened last week? Well, fill the listeners in. Fill the, fill the third two in. Well, Third Tooge, so glad that you could be joining us. There's been a lot going on, and I know we've uh-huh. been kind of trickling details and teasing you with them, but it is time to finally spill the beans, and I need you to clean up the beans that are everywhere. There's so many beans. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, we're, the floor is covered in beans. Hey, you know what? In fact, let's let's get Wilson in here. here. Uh, oh, hey, guys. Wilson. What's going on? <laughs> Uh, Wilson, hey, listen. There's a uh, sorry, Wilson, our doorman, folks. Uh, you know we have an open door policy here on the on the podcast. Right? Well, it's metaphorical, metaphorically. It's a fi- well, it's a figurative open door policy. And Wilson, it's me, Wilson T. Bobones. Yes, um, Wilson, Wilson T. Bobones. 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 Right. Wilson, listen. Can you just stand here, watch the studio for us for a second? Landry and I are gonna go out. This obelisk landed. That's what I've been trying to get to. I'm sorry. We, we've got to go check that out because there's some mysterious stuff happening here. There's a guy from the government who's come. Oh, yeah. He's, Stephen yeah, P. We, Pillsbury. We, yeah, Pillsbury. And yeah, Pillsbury told us he's got... P. Pillsbury. He's going to come back this week. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes. P. Pillsbury. Uh, don't confuse him with his father. I think it's a sensitive subject for him. I got the impression. Yes. Um, He's threatening to shut down the podcast. And of course, Landry, we can't let that happen. We cannot. Stooge mania is sweeping the nation. Tooge mania is not far behind. There are people counting on us to deliver this content. Our writer dies who are constantly out there on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, Last FM, Yowler, Grinder, all of the apps that people are using, Christian Mingle. Listen, we don't discriminate here on the Three Tooch Podcast. We don't. Whether you came to us as a referral from Cami Clausen's Hell Camp, or you just happened to stumble into a shack on the beach and heard it playing on a radio, we don't care. It's a big tent here at the it's Three exactly, Tooch Podcast. Exactly. Get back to the Stooges. Uh, Ronnie, we're trying, oh, right, right. please. Okay, so, yeah. Brayden, yes. The obelisk fell from the sky, landed in our lot outside of the construction zone. Stephen P. Pillsbury, who is a representative of the FGO, Interpol, the U.S. government, and the Rothschilds, 
just the entire national security establishment, apparently. Really got a fingers in a lot of pies there. Yeah, his fingers are covered in pie. He can't <laughs> clean up any of the beans that are everywhere, which is why we need Nor Wilson. Nor is he willing to, I should say. We, yeah. we need Wilson here to guard the studio here so that uh, we can go check out all the beans that are everywhere outside uh, uh, and uh, check out this so obelisk. Much. I didn't know what I was going to do today. So I just said, you know, thank you for giving me something to do. Oh, well, you Wilson, oh, we're so glad to have you purpose. here as a member of the team. No, thank you. You know, it's just nice to be appreciated every once in a while. Oh, well, Wilson, well, are you feeling any better? I mean, how have your, uh, how have your, uh, horoscopes been going? Have you been doing those pessimistic well, horoscopes uh, still? Because that might be the well, reason you're not says, feeling so good. Well, you know, sometimes you just gotta get a little bit of advice wherever you can get it. Well, I'm still doing the horoscopes. Today said, outlook not great. Go jump in a lake. It was so mean. That's really rude. Yeah, Wilson, you don't want to do that. I, I let me tell you, Wilson, who don't, made don't this? Jump in a lake. Who made this horoscope calendar for you? Well, I found out it's a it's a publication from um, the Church of the Sacred Pizza. Oh, I see. So you're yeah. still doing that with Jonathan, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Sorry for those of you who don't know, Jonathan Pistola of Jonathan Pistola. What is it, Landry? Uh, Jonathan Johnny Pistola's Pizza Torium and. Experience-a-rama. I believe he prefers to go by Jonathan. He's, he he well, really wants us well, to use his full Christian name. When you address him, it's Jonathan. The business name, from what I understand, is Johnny Pistola's Oh, okay. Get back and experience to the okay, Landry, you know what? I'm just going to say, Wilson, okay, I'll clean up the beans. Yeah, Wilson, go and clean up these beans. Landry, let's let's head out here. We're going to go through the factory uh, floor. Okay, yeah, so Brayden, uh, yeah, we've actually suspended all of the construction on the construction site right now just so that we can protect all of our employees here. Uh, mm. So if you just want to follow me out here, Braden, oh, I will. Uh, sure, I'll, sure. I'll get us there. So this is the obelisk. Oh, this is weird. I mean, I see it's sort of glowing. Yeah, I, and, and there's like strange, like almost rune-like objects all right. along it. I don't. It's it's got to be at least like a hundred feet tall, though. Brayden, are you okay? You, yeah, for I listeners, mean, for those you can't see, Brayden is kind of cringing, and it's like he's got. Are you, ah, do you hear something? Ow. No. Yeah, it's like my ears are are ringing. I but I ah ah oh okay. That's so strange. Ah, okay. I've I've got to get out of here, Landry. Can we go, can we get back in the studio? Yeah, let's go. Let's uh, go. Okay, okay, hold on. Sorry. Okay, I just. Uh, that was weird. Uh, are you are you feeling okay? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I yeah, I'm, I just feel a little dizzy. That's you strange. Know, we but, were out uh, there for for two seconds, and what was up? Like, what was I, wrong? I I don't look. I I mean. Whew, sorry. Okay, I'm feeling better now. Um, can we just um, can we get just back to the stupid words right out of my mouth, Ronnie? Yes, thank you, Ronnie. <laughs> okay. That's absolutely exactly right. what we need to do, Braden. As long as you're feeling better, I think we need yeah. to play the theme song so that we absolutely. can get off and rolling and give the listeners exactly what they're expecting from the Three Stooges podcasts, which is That's exclusively right. Right. Three Stooges related content. Absolutely. Let's here we go. All right, uh, Reggie, our band leader, take it away. We can make it if we try. Ah, thank you so much, Landry. I, I, you know, every <laughs> yes. week we dance to the theme song, you and I. It's like Ellen, but so much better. Yes, <laughs> people, way people better. People who aren't listening, people who aren't watching the live feed of the podcast, because Landry, you and I, you know, we film the podcast every single week, but this mm-hmm. it requires a premium subscription. Yes. Uh, in order in order to view the live, we don't even have access to the premium subscription. Yeah, that's that's VIP level. D- the dancing that you and I pull off every, I mean, last week we lip synced for our lives. Did we ever get the results of who won that, by the way? I mean, obviously uh, it was me. Just based on my performance, it's clear. I think we can... 
disagree about that. But uh, I think we'll have to check in a little bit later with our social media manager, Westy Chesty, and number two. I've delegated a lot of that work to them. Got a lot of software training and knowledge with different sort of social media management things. So Uh I've delegated that to them. So we will check in and find out what the listeners chose as the winner of last week's lip sync for our Stooge Lives. Braden or I, a little bit later on in the show. Get back to the stooges! All right, Landry. Okay, I think it's time we should probably get to talking about this week's episode. Whatever. I, I, I mean, that's. Say... I mean, I I like to do a lot of different things here on the podcast. You know, we're exclusively talking about the three stooges, but do we have to get that's to true. it right away? Get back to the stooges. Well, that, says we do. That's an answer. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. Right, so, Brayden, take it away. This week's episode, uh, we watched the 1935 short Uncivil Warriors by the Three Stooges. And uh, I have to say, Landry, for my money, I've never encountered a stooge short thus far in the podcast with as much trepidation <laughs> as Uncivil oh, Warriors. Oh, oh. As soon as I read the title, I was like, oh, no, please don't, please don't. And I got to say, surprised on the whole, but there there are some some moments. There's definitely some things that we're going to have to put up on the big board. Oh, I'm Um, excited. (laughs) Are you excited, audience? audience? Yeah. (laughs) They love when we put stuff up on the big board, don't they? Absolutely. Absolutely, they do. The big board. Uh, oh, guys, oh, settle. Hey, settle guys, down, please. Down, settle, settle down, settle down. Please. Okay. We'll sorry. get to the big board. Guys. I know. I guys, promise. I'm sorry. They're all excited because it's South by Southwest this weekend, Landry. That's exactly what it is. And of course, Landry, you and I, we're not at South by Southwest uh, physically. We're not. But of course, we love the spirit of South by Southwest. We do. You know, we know how cool of an event it is. And, you know, the podcast community is just such a major part of that. And, you know, as Tuge Mania sweeping the nation, I think it's only a matter of time before we've got a panel. Oh, I'm I'm on some different panels, actually, at South by Southwest. I'm oh, going to be are? flying there. As soon as we're done filming here, I'm going to be flying there. If oh. Well, if I can get a plane. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to get there right now. Though I'm, I'm on panels. I don't have a plane ticket right now. It was sort of a last minute thing. Oh. But, uh, yeah, so if I can get down there, if I can fly down, oh. uh, I'm really excited. I'm on a panel... That is about women in comedy. Oh, yeah, good. I'm on another panel that is about the use of medical marijuana to Mm -hmm. treat... Uh, Gluten intolerance. Yeah, that's what it is. Yes. It's a medical marijuana panel on gluten intolerance. It's it's not... And when I say it's on gluten intolerance, it's a bunch of people on medical marijuana and they're talking (laughs) about gluten intolerance. They're not treating the gluten intolerance with the medical marijuana. No, they're separate issues, but they come together with a beautiful synergy. (laughs) Well, uh, so to open this up, I knew from the beginning there was going to be... some interesting stuff going on in this short because, mm-hmm. uh, well, from the very beginning, we have a, a different opening theme for the Stooge short than we've ever had before. Him of the Republic. Fantastic stuff, Landry. <laughs> so long. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm so old and ready to watch Uncivil Warriors. To, to set the scene, first off, Landry, as soon as I realized that this was going to be set during the Civil War, I was just absolutely petrified of what would happen. I was on eggshells from the minute I clicked play. Yeah, but, you know, luckily, as soon as, you know, even though it's in black and white, I can tell, thank goodness, they're blue coats fighting for oh. the North. We got the Yanks. Uh, well, here's the, here's the basic scenario. I'll, I'll, I'll let the colonel set it up. The general. The general. Gentlemen, our position is very precarious. Unless our secret service can get the information as to the enemy's plans, we will be forced to retreat. Colonel, what operators have we here? Operators 12, 14, and 15. Good. We are fortunate. Gentlemen, they are the very brains of the entire secret service. Summons them. 
<laughs> the Three Stooges, the brains of the, the entire of the Secret very, Service. The very brains. The tip of the spear <laughs> of our elite intelligence gathering services. That's right. They emerge from the woods. <laughs> yes, not even in Just, the same location. They've all been no. apparently lost in the woods in three separate locations. I also like that they use the term summon them as if they're spirits that you can summon in Final Fantasy. Absolutely, like, you know. Hey, you know, it's not like you can just call up a spirit out of nowhere and then all of a sudden they'll just show up for you. That, oh. Oh, that was weird. Did you hear that, Brayden? So for those of you who knew the podcast, we, we do occasionally have some spirits here on yes. the podcast. We've got, in, in fact, you were talking earlier about Westy Chesty and Number Two, our, our social media guys. They're actually a pair of spirits. They work together in yes. tandem. Well, they're um, they're ethereal. They're not undead. That's right. But, uh, they're they're sort of they exist uh, between the planes of existence, as it that's were. That's right. Yeah. So they can flip back and forth. Normally, when I hear that sort of sound, it, you know, I I can tell that there's an apparition, but. I, I didn't hear anybody, so that was weird. Oh well, let's huh. let, let, let's get let's get we'll back. We'll see. Get back uh, to the Stooges. Probably nothing. The Stooges are here, and we, we we learn immediately that, of course, you know, being the tip of the spear, they are going to be the ones called upon to solve this problem. Men, our army is in danger of annihilation unless we know the plans of the enemy. Our cause is lost. We have captured three of the enemy's officers, and you are going to take their places. You will don their uniforms, we'll give you their credentials, and your names will be uh, Lieutenant Duck, Captain Dodge, and Major Hyde. Now I want you three men to bring me back the necessary information, providing you get back. Oh, ominous. Mm, my, he does not have a lot of faith in the elite intelligence <laughs> operators of the Secret Service, and yet he's like, if you get back. The general is just intimately aware with the fact that the Civil War was the bloodiest in U.S. history. I mean, more casualties in the Civil War than we've had in any other before or since. And he knew that at the time. He was like, you know what? Here, this Civil War, this is going to be the bloodiest one in American history. I'm well aware of that. I'm actually a doctor of history. That's in the deleted scenes. I don't know if you you watch that, Braden. He talked about earning his PhD in history. At uh, I think it was was William and Mary at the time, I think. It was sort Mm, of one of those that was still around and very old. Yeah, he was he was very, very much in tune with the sort of waves of history and the way things had happened in the past. And he explained to the Stooges, like, guys, this is a bleak situation. It's brother against brother. But we have to remember that the people we're fighting want to enslave people, and that's what this conflict is really about. Exactly. I think that really resonates with a lot of people. I thought it was fantastic. You know, it reminded me of the ending scene of Legally Blonde, you know, where she gives that that fantastic speech, and she's like, no one ever believed in me. And I loved the earlier deleted scene. You know, we talked about the speech that he gave to the Stooges, but I loved earlier the montage where the general is floating around in his pool. And his yes. dad so kind of like, why are you going to go and study history? And then, you know, of course, he submits his admission letter to William and Mary and you know there's that great montage of like perfect day nothing standing in my way etc etc I, w- I was worried that we'd run into some problems you know because our uh, one of our sponsors for the podcast is the NRA and we absolutely abhor their policies but love their money yes and I thought perhaps they might they might take umbrage but luckily there's very little gunfire what 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 really this short is all about there's a so much wordplay in this, Landry. Like, more it's puns. It's so much. And, I, you know, I, I was looking this up in, uh, you know, Three Stooges in an Illustrated History of Amalgamated Morons to Celebrated Heroes by whatever his name is. He rates all the shorts, giving them a, a rating. This is a four-star short, and it's the first four-star short we've encountered. I think we've First four-star stooge? Short? Mm, first four-star shoe short. And he counts, what was it, 13, 13 slaps, slaps over the course of this okay. short. But still, it's a 13-slap, four-star stooge short, and I, I thought it was fantastic. 13 uh, slaps, four-star stooge short? You can't go wrong with that. And the other thing that really adds to this, there's a lot of really great accent work, as always, with the stooges. Oh. Here they are fording a river. You, they're, they're now dressed as Confederate soldiers, and so they have to put on their voices here. I wonder if this is the right place, Lieutenant. I reckon this is the place, Captain. What do you all say, Major? Well, as there's no other place around the place, I reckon this must be the place, I reckon. (laughs) Just couldn't help himself there. Had to add in some yuck. Yeah, and they also... That clip doesn't include the... What do you mean? 
mean? That happens directly after that. There's there's some really amazing blending. It's sort of like fusion cuisine. You know, you ever been to one of those like Indian Italian restaurants? You're like, what is this? But of course, you know, it's fantastic. After they cross the river, the Stooges have to sneak in to the Confederate encampment, I guess. Although it's really compound. More like a, it looks like something a villa, like that. Right? Uh, let's be honest, it's probably a plantation. True. Right. I mean, you're. I, I'll defer to you, Brayden. You're the expert. I know you have a compound of, of sorts. You know, it's. Uh, you've got your facilities going. You know, it's on. a. It's a. It's a. It's a lovely little cabin. Out, out in the woods, and uh, oh you know, we, well, well, I thought it was, is it just the one cabin? I thought you had you were building some more. Well, you know, uh, people are flocking to to learn, and uh, so oh. you know, but it's a wonderful way to live. We grow our own vegetables. Uh, uh, we rise with the sun, uh, set whenever I say so. You know, we just go about. We live our lives in quiet solitude and seclusion. Oh. Yes, I think it's fantastic. Oh, 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 oh. Bill T, everybody. Yes, my name is Bill T. Wilson. I am the official sponsor of the Three Tuges podcast, and this is yes. my thing. So I'm here to say that I love what you're doing, Brayden. I think it's fantastic the way that you're just living off the land and walking in your truth and and having that cabin. And I just, I, it's no wonder to me that people are just flocking to it. You're really establishing sort of a, a like a cult following. It's kind of cool that you're. Listen, I, I, it's not a cult, okay? And I've, uh, we've been very oh, clear well, about that. I didn't, I didn't forward. say you had a cult. Okay, I, mean, I said you had good. a cult I just, following. It's, it's very important to me. It's not a cult. Okay, we just oh, happen okay. oh, to okay. pay dues into the cabin so that we can all live there, and I happen to take a modest stipend from that because, sure. you know, as the leader, I, I have a lot of responsibilities, and if it didn't right. fall to me, you know, who else would do it? So get back to the stitches. Sorry, Bonnie. Okay. Uh, also, Brayden, I wanted to to bring up. You mentioned that there was a lot of wordplay involved mm-hmm. in this short. There was also some really great visual gags, and one in particular that mm-hmm. I really loved, which is as the Stooges are for the river, mm-hmm. you see a shot of six legs and they all have boots on mm-hmm. and you assume, oh, this is the three stooges walking through the river and then it cuts up and in fact, two of the legs are curlies and the other four are of a horse wearing <laughs> boots and the other stooges are riding on top of the horse. But in the original shot, it's six of them in a line as if they were human feet. It's a great, surprisingly subtle bit yeah, for the stooges, I did not I think. catch that. I'll tell you, I was taking notes as I was watching the short and I did not notice that. That's so funny. I read about it somewhere, I believe on IMDb, and someone noted it as a gaffe. But I, upon rewatching it, the cut is done in such a way that I'm like, <laughs> someone knew what they it's were doing. It's definitely on purpose. So the Stooges are trying to get into the Confederate encampment, mm-hmm. and they have been provided the password Cumberland. Mm-hmm. However, they realize upon going through one checkpoint that that is only the first part of the password and that they must have a counter sign in order to be let into the facilities. And yes. this is how the Confederates are able to initially give them some trouble. Yes, and thankfully, Curly, quick on his feet, says, well, of course he doesn't know what the password is. He's Good Time Charlie. And he goes, who's Good Time Charlie? Oh, you don't know Good Time Charlie? Well, he walks like this. And then Curly begins to amble in sort of a high-stepped, silly walk, bow-legged fashion right past the guards, and the other two follow suit walking similarly. And before the guard can figure out what's going on, they've snuck past him, and luckily his bayonet is stuck in a fence post, so he can't chase after them, and they're able to actually get onto the grounds. And at that point, they're questioned by another Confederate soldier who asks them, you know, who are you? Do you know who this is? No, who is he? I, uh, tell him, Captain. Why, yes. Um... He's a gentleman of the South. Hallelujah. They just start hallelujahing. <laughs> <laughs> they become holy rollers all yeah, of a very sudden. Very quickly, very quickly. And then, of course, Good Time Charlie comes by. And oh, <laughs> yes. It's, it's exciting. Gentleman. They're like, I, I heard you were looking for me. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Good Time Charlie, which is just such a good bit. Good Time Charlie walks in and he's doing the walk that they had done. Just by pure coincidence, there happens to be such a gentleman. Yes. Oh, well, and actually, his he goes by his Christian name in a deleted scene. Uh, it's Good Time Charles. Oh, I'm sorry. So. Yeah, it's important, Landry, that we refer to people by their full Christian name as they ask. Uh, we want to respect very... that. So the Stooges, they escape. The Stooges end up going into the inner sanctum of this Confederate encampment. They're in the, uh, would you say, the drawing room, Landry? I would say they ingratiate themselves into the company of General, and I don't know if you noticed oh, this, Brayden. Yes, I caught it. Absolutely. I, I didn't catch it until it's I was Colonel. reading about it. Colonel. Oh, it's Colonel. I thought yes. he was the General. I'm sorry. No, the General's from the North. The Colonel's from the South. Oh, uh, yes. Colonel Butts. B-U-T-T-Z. And they first introduce it, actually, as a visual gag in the letter, and then they make only a passing reference to the, his name being Colonel Butts. You know, <laughs> Stooges, highbrow comedy, just a they can never pass up on something really, really smart like mm-hmm. that. So they're joking around with the colonel. Mo is taking very discreet notes. You know, it's uh, the colonel's telling them about all their deficiencies and how they don't have near He's, the amount of soldiers that the Norse have. Just loose lips, secrets. sink ships, and yes. allow cannons to destroy your barracks. Like, what are you doing, colonel? You're like, you don't know these people. You just assume who put him in charge. Who put Butts in charge? Yeah. <laughs> we need to put Butts in seats because he needs to take several. Thank you, Landry. I agree with you. Uh, so there's this great bit where Mo is not discreetly at all writing down everything that this guy says very suspiciously. Curly ends up rolling Mo's notes into a cigarette and burning them. So. Oh, uh, yeah. Curly rolls up. Fat Jay in that <laughs> living room and just sparks up right there. Like, come on, I know it's, well, it's Landry, something. I mean, you're I don't you're know. on that panel. I, I mean, am. That's what I'm saying. Is like I ever, they tried to make it look like that tobacco, but uh, it was a little wacky, and Curly ended up being a little wacky. <laughs> Speaking of wacky tobacco, I was thinking I was having some uh, craisins the other day, Landry, and I was thinking about you. Landry. Just back the bus over me <laughs> that you just do it, Landry. Landry for years didn't understand that craisins. Were okay, listen, I was not okay. Let's let pause, pause, time out. I was not, I was not bandying this knowledge about being like everybody. I didn't know that. Craisins stood for grand. were were yeah. a different kind of dried fruit. I thought it was a brand of raisin, <laughs> and, they and were it was red. Just, and that's why they, and were, they were raisins. Well, I don't eat raisins, so I didn't know they were red and they were different. The red and the purple always look so close, so I was like, they're just crazy raisins, crazy raisins that everybody loves to eat. And then somebody was like, no, they're cranberries and I was like well that's that's Cher's cover I don't know if you oh, that. Oh, okay. I've listened yeah. to that nine times in a row. Absolutely, yeah. That gets me hype. I'd walk the gym to that. Be nice, that'd be nice. Get back to the Stooges. Uh, fair enough. Ronnie? So the Stooges are in the drawing room uh, just at the last possible second, you know, when they're probably about to give themselves away. Luckily, the colonel's daughter walks in, and we know immediately that she's the colonel's daughter because she addresses him as such. Hello, Daddy. Oh, hello, dear. I'm baking a cake all by myself. Oh, that's fine, dear. By the way, gentlemen, let me introduce my daughter, Judith. Would you all care to partake of my cake when it's done? We all would sure love it. Lead us to it. I baked the cake once, but it fell and killed the cat. (laughs) (laughs) I love that he says it almost as he's walking away. (laughs) It's the perfect just little, like... Just if you're paying attention before (laughs) they cut away. Such a good throwaway joke. At any rate, the the Stooges come in and they they ask, oh, will you help us with the cake? And so the Stooges go in to the kitchen with the, I guess there are three daughters or is it a daughter and two of her friends? You never know. Like many of the Stooge shorts, (laughs) there is a gentleman and then a woman is introduced that the Stooges then fall in love with to throw a wrench in their original intent intended plans that they have been presented with as duties and uh <laughs> that sort of uh were you laughing because i said duties i was i did oh great <laughs> yes highbrow 
everybody. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. We shoot for the stars here on the podcast. Nothing but the best. There's this great this great bit here where Curly explains, you know, he's actually had a little bit of history uh, in, in, a, in a bakery setting. So he's, he's more than willing to assist with the baking of this cake. Oh, baking, eh? Can I help you? I used to work at a bakery as a pilot. A pilot? Yeah, I used to take the bread from one corner and pile it in the other. <laughs> you know, I quit my job at that bakery. Why? Oh, I got sick of the dough and thought I'd go on the loaf. <laughs> Jeez, such good wordplay, just one after the other. Yeah. Ooh, oh, Reggie, going Reggie. On with that sting. A little delayed on that one, I do have to say, Reggie. I know, it's Gotta true. Falling asleep on the job. Ooh, oh, oh, ooh. Made up for it, though, with that sweet, sweet bass stinger. Mm, silky smooth. So they're baking this cake, and. Well, what. <sighs> What happens? How, what happens? I, that's a good question, Braden. I don't <laughs> quite understand how, I believe, feathers end up in the cake batter. And yes, well, I, she accidentally grabs like a cushion or yes, something. Yes, that's what it is. This is what it and, is. Uh, uh, and Curly, because he has baking experience as mm-hmm. a pilot. Mm-hmm. Oh, which, he by the way, by the way, decides, we, back, 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 beep, 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 back it up. Okay. He says, I used to have experience as a pilot. They did not have planes during the Civil War, Landry. So, like, he says a pilot, and she's going, what is a pilot? We do not know what planes are. Just more proof that the Stooges are timeless and perhaps not doing all of these shorts in chronological succession. Yeah, they'll, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out. Yeah, but because he has the baking experience as a pilot, Mm-hmm. Curly says, oh, I'll help you ice this cake. Yeah. And we get this BuzzFeed tasty style video. <laughs> it's interesting because he starts icing it and he he puts, he accidentally grabs a cushion uh-huh. and places it in the middle of a layer cake mm-hmm. and then puts another layer on top of it and ices the entire thing. So we know in the middle of this cake, there is a, a like a couch cushion Yes, it um, is. filled with feathers. It's... And they're going yeah, to eat. I don't it. know what exactly it is. I I imagined it to be like a seat cushion. You should be proud of your achievement, Missy. This cake is as light as a feather. I'm sure you'll like it. What do you all say the name of this cake was? Southern Comfort. Yes, ma'am. Uh, tastes like Southern Comforter. <laughs> How's yours taste? Like a mattress, gentlemen. Oh, so they come in at the last minute, uh, just as they're yeah they're stuffing their faces with this cake, basically a thing with feathers, and it's absolutely just you know, what what is that noise again? Hello. What? Excuse me. Sorry, Landry. There's there's a woman here. She's in a a period costume of some kind. Oh, hello. It's me. Emily Dickinson. Wait, oh, a- Emily Dickinson? What? Oh, yes. Uh, I, I, I heard you talking about a thing with feathers, and it reminded me of my famous poem, Hope is a Thing with Feathers. Would you, would you like me to read it to you now? I mean, I do. we don't really have time for that right now. This isn't a, a poetry podcast. But oh, but it would be so lovely. Would you please? Would you just, uh, I mean, oh, I guess. Oh, oh, but, Hope is a thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without words and it never stops at all. Get back to the Stooges! Uh, sorry, Emily Dickinson. Emily Dickinson. Sorry, the ghost of Emily Dickinson. Uh, what are you doing here? Oh, I just heard of all, all about with the three Stooges and I thought I might come and partake in, in the podcast. Oh, well, sorry, Emily Dickinson. It's... Did you just want to sit and, and listen? Oh, I thought I might read my poetry. But... Get back to the Stooges! Sorry, listen, we've really got to get back to the Stooges, Emily Dickinson, so... Get back to the Stooges! <laughs> oh, I don't know if we've ever met before. You, you said Emily Dickinson? Oh, yes, I'm Emily Dickinson. Oh, from Amherst, Massachusetts. <laughs> yep, that, I mean, yeah, I know you're from Amherst, Massachusetts. Uh, I don't know why you felt the need to... Anyway, that's well, not important people, right now. It doesn't matter, but some people might not know who I am, and I thought it was better way. And you thought telling them from you're from Amherst, Massachusetts would be like, oh, that Emily Dickinson. Got oh, it, yeah, got there's it, got an it, Emily it. Dickinson in Concord. Oh. But she's a bitch. <laughs> oh, she oh, is. Geez. I see. I'm well, so I'm glad sorry. we've got you here from Amherst. Yes, that's me. Were we talking about my poetry? No, actually, Emily Dickinson. Oh, we wait, were no, 
We were talking about the Three Stooges. You are aware that we're exclusively talking about, the three... about the Three Stooges. Yeah, we are. This is the Three Stooges podcast. Now, are are you a fan of the show? Oh, I don't really know. I I just came here because I heard you talking about a thing with feathers. I like hope. Yo, you really passionate about feathers, really? It's one of my famous poems. Hope is a thing with feathers. Uh, here, I should read it for you. Hope is a thing with feathers that touches in the soul and sings the tune. Get back to the Stooges. <laughs> uh, listen, Emily, Emily we, we really Ronnie, gotta get back. we have a guest here. You cannot oh, be so rude. At least let her finish talking. Uh, it's, you know what, Ronnie? It's okay. We really should get back to the soul. <laughs> I'll just sit up in my attic and wait for you to speak with me. Oh. Your attic? Do you live? Wait, wait. I'm sorry. Do you live above the studio? Oh, 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 oh. I, I didn't mean to say. Oh, oh no. Oh, Emily, what? Emily, it's really it's Emily. okay. It's okay. Please don't be scared. I don't know why. She seems very jumpy. She's a little skittish. You're right. I don't I, quite understand it. Let's just let's just give her some space. You know what? Emily, we'll give you a chance to talk about your poetry in a little bit. If you just want to take a seat, uh, uh, Wilson, could you could Hello. could you come in here and show Wilson and, and and Wilson? Could you show Emily Dickinson outside briefly? We'll get back to her after we finish talking about the Stooges. How did you get up here? Oh, I just found my way in. Well, it's really okay. Okay, <laughs> their voices they're really sympathetic. That's really interesting. That they sound so similar. Sinking together. Did like you that. say that they were simpatico? I did. <laughs> Their voices are so simpatico. It seems to me. Simpatico is actually, that's another uh, company. Bill T, you started that one, right? Yes, I did. Simpatico. It's a, it's a, it's a corporation that develops um, simulations of Irish life. So, oh. We, yes. So we call it Simpatico. We're the simulated. Oh. It's not a very uh, PC title. But we don't care oh. about that because we're all about innovation here at, <laughs> at Simpatico. And we can't be held down by by tiresome political correctness. Oh, Interesting, yeah. Bill T. Uh, is is Simpatico, is there a high demand for uh, Irish getaway simulations? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that, you know, Ireland is just a terrible place to live that all they eat is potatoes but what we do is we provide really do people actually think that yes no irish need apply need i remind you of that historical fact oh uh, yeah well i I understand bilty that there used to be a lot of discrimination against the irish in the united states but that's really largely passed by now i I don't even think people even use the term patty yeah i almost we're talking about hamburger patties i like that's that's an outdated you know racial slang term thankfully we've we've you know, expanded our, our worldview a little bit. Yeah. Yes, but this is what we're trying to bring attention to. Okay, yeah, don't bring up, you know what, let's just move it's, on, Brayden. Get we, back we don't to need the to talk. Stooges. Yeah, Thank you, Thanks, Ronnie. Ronnie. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that is a great idea. It's a fantastic idea. Um, then, so the colonel comes in, uh, and, you know, he sees them eating this cake. I just received word that the left flank must move over to the right, and the right flank must move over to the left. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I need your advice. What can you suggest? (coughs) He's molting! He's been eating more chicken! It goes on so long. It's, and and I have to say, the way it was edited, it was like a horror film. There's so many feathers. close-ups canted frames like they're coughing noises and people screaming i'm yeah. like this it I gave like me anxiety to watch black swan realness in this scene ridiculous i could not and there's a scene where like mo is lying on the ground and i swear they had like an air hose with a bunch of feathers stuffed inside behind his mouth because it was just like a fountain of feathers just shooting straight into the air like Eight feet into the air, it looked like. They were just all over everything. Well, they needed a big climax to that scene because the feather-eating pie scene (laughs) is so long and is probably about five lines of dialogue and 90% silence and chewing It's a lot of pie-eating and, like, like grimacing and, like, the girls are like... Do you like it? They can't say no because they're afraid. I think if they if they upset the daughter, that the colonel will be upset with them. So they have to kind of eat this disgusting pie. And then, of course, 
after the Act 2 break, we come back and Curly discovers uh, a letter uh, which says that there are spies. And of course, the Colonel calls in the big guns. Colonel, we have information that there are spies in your ranks. I'm here to investigate. You don't think. Introduce me to your guests. Oh, by all means. So Major Filbert is his name. He comes in and starts immediately questioning all of the stooges. So, he sees right through them. Oh, absolutely. He does not believe them for one second. Major Filbert comes in and like like laser focuses on the stooges. He understands because I'm you know he's he's a smart individual. He's fighting for the wrong side of history, but he can see through this ruse pretty quickly. And so he starts asking the stooges a series of uh, of questions to try and trick them into revealing their position. And he starts asking them questions like, oh, are you aware that your father shows up? So then what does he do? Tell me, Captain, is your wife a blonde or a brunette? <laughs> Well, sir, I really can't say. You know, when she first married me, everybody accused her of being very light-headed. <laughs> mm. <laughs> and that little that you hear is Crumette from last week. <laughs> so Curly walks in, and Landry, I wrote down, here, let's describe Curly's drag aesthetic in this episode, because it's very different than last week's. Um, so Curly walks in, you see him getting dressed in the back. He basically has, like, cut the tendrils off a mop, glued them to the top of his head. He has a dark black mole which he has drawn onto his chin his lips it's a beauty mark his lipstick is smeared all over his face oh yes and he comes in and is just in baby look pretty now mommy <laughs> and he comes in and is so excited to see his husband but major filbert has one more trick up his sleeve i was wondering mrs dodge what did you do with your little baby Baby? Baby? Oh, oh, my baby! What have they done with my child? But to Mrs. Dodge, I, uh, I, we, uh, that, uh, don't worry, Dixon Lou. I'll get him. Him? Her? Her? It? I'm a victim of circumstance. I'm going to faint. Oh, she has fainted. Get her a glass of water. No, whiskey. No. Mo sneaks out. He goes and grabs this bundle of clothes, uh, which we have no idea what is inside, Landry. Um, oh, but, uh, I, no. It's, it's time, Landry. Uh, get, that, get that button ready, because we're about <laughs> to put up something major on the big board here. Do you think they'll ever find him? Here, oh. honey. Where did you find it? He was walking down by the railroad. Alone? No, I was with her. Well, let's see the little darling. He looks just like the captain. Yeah? So Mo is carrying this bundle, and once again, Landry, we have not seen what is inside it. Mm, I'm assuming it's no. going to be like a pumpkin with a face drawn on it or something. But in reality, it is so, 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 so much worse. And what is it, Braden? Well, uh, they, they, uh, they... <laughs> peel back the blanket to reveal an adorable little African-American boy. Here's just a little... <laughs> Here's a little... <laughs> yes, 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 I love it. So, <laughs> yeah, a little squeamish or a little bit of racial comedy. Uh, but I will say, you know, the Stooges obviously <laughs> care for this child uh, up to a point. Here's what happens. Looks like you, does he? We had him down the beach all summer. He got quite sunburned. Sunburned? <laughs> yeah, here. What, mm. what'll I do with him? Hold him for 30 days. If nobody claims him, he's yours. What? 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 So, uh, Landry, uh, it's time to put that up on the big board. Let's, what, what, what should we call it? Uh, ripping away children from their parents in the name of Let's racial injustice? Do it. Let's put it up on the big board. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. They really do. They really, 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 
Oh, so. audience, so glad that you could join us here in the studio. Putting up the things that you hate up on the big board. Yeah, so uh, for those of you who are new to the podcast, uh, our, our most recent third Tuge, Landry and I, we have got the big board up here in the studio. And anytime uh, we encounter something, you know, because the Stooges are timeless, but in a way, in many ways, they're very, very outdated. So, you know, anytime they do something that just makes us go, Ooh, pump the brakes a little bit, we put it up on the big board and the audience celebrates with us uh, by putting them up on the big board where everyone can see them as something that we do not celebrate. At some point, we should probably put a label on it, Landry, because right now it's just the, the things are just up there yeah. in like big neon lights. But, we, you know, we'll get to it eventually. Yeah, I mean, we're, I think we're sending the right impression when people come in and see those words written up on the uh, on the, the wall. Yeah, I think that's really Absolutely. Important. I mean, what other, what other impression could you get when you see giving up babies in the name of racial supremacy? How else, how else are you going to react but to say, yep, I disagree. I'm so glad they hung that up on the wall. Yep. So after all of that hubbub yes. that goes on <laughs> with the three stooges and they realize that this baby uh, this ain't their baby they run away they're out of there they have been discovered as the three spies from the union spying on the confederacy Mm -hmm. they are Mm -hmm. outside of the compound trying to run away to join their colleagues their their colleagues their co-workers uh they are in the woods trying to escape the compound and join the other soldiers that they're going to fight with and share with them the news that they've heard when they are like let's hide in this log otherwise we'll be caught at this very moment at this very very moment after the Mm -hmm. stooges climb into the log to hide the confederate soldiers are right outside of the log like a ring wraith in Lord of the Rings on the road. (laughs) And they're about to get caught when a cannonball strikes the hillside right next to them. And it turns out the Union is attacking the Confederates at that very moment. This this is like Lord of the Rings, the eagles flying in at the last minute and just saving the day at the Battle of... uh... Uh, what, smogs, whatever. whatever. Smog. Is it smog or smog? That's that's the Hobbit, not Lord of the Get back to the Stooges. Fair enough, Robbie. You're absolutely right. It's a Deus Ex Stoogia. Yeah. <laughs> they come in. They're hiding in the cannonball. The Confederates, in an attempt to defend against the Union that's now attacking them, moves a tarp off of what was thought to be a log by the Stooges, but turns out to actually be a cannon. The largest cannon I have ever yeah, this seen is, in this my is like entire life. If Ringling Brothers took PCP <laughs> and then built a cannon, that is the thing that the Stooges yeah. are in. It is so powerful, the Confederates are able to fire a single fuse and launch three <laughs> Stooges. I mean, at least, uh, probably a mile. At least, well, because they, they end up landing all the way back in the Union camp. Man the guns! The enemy is approaching! Man. Yes. Fire! I wonder what's become of operators 12, 14, and 15. And like all stewed shorts, it ties up all the loose ends. There are no unanswered exactly. questions. The no perfect button questions. on the end of that story. And we are out of there. And with that, Landry, I, what were your impressions of this episode as as you know, as we go out of this segment and, and make our way into pitches? I had a good time. I really enjoyed it. You know, it's a 13 slap, four star stewed short, and I think it lives uh-huh. up to the rankings. So I had a great time. It's outdated. It has some antiquated jokes involved but mm-hmm. there was some very innovative and creative humor involved some really great yeah. standout bits in and of themselves and uh, i mm-hmm. enjoyed the historical accuracy and production value put into it. i mean it was like hbo level quality yeah like watch out game of thrones because they just need to do a stooge show any minute now and they'll be taken over Uh, so i i'm excited to see more i you know this is only episode this is only the eighth short that we've watched so far i believe uh so budget's only gonna go up from here and i can't wait to see it exactly and with that later i think we should probably head to commercial uh let's hear from one of our sponsors and when we come back we will have your favorite segment and mine it's time for pitches This town used to be so vibrant and lively. We loved it here. Hey there, Dad. Beautiful Vermont morning, isn't it? Oh, God! That is, until Scott had his accident. After being killed in a soccer-related accident, 
Scott Griggle's wife Lisa just wanted him to finally rest in peace. Recent budget cuts forced Lisa to lose control of the proposed memorial in the town square dedicated to Scott's memory. Certain members of local government decided to slash our budget and make the Scott Griggles Memorial Slash Soccer Park the Scott Griggles Memorial Dash Soccer Complex. They also made it a dog park just because they needed one. What was once a safe haven for those in mourning is now filled with trash. Euro trash. Dogs of the town, once free to roam, have been forced to poop the only place available now. Her husband's grave. And even though they've all got brooms, the dog catcher's sons that are always hanging around there don't seem to be cleaning anything up. The dark arts. Hi, I'm Lisa Griggles, wife of Scott. Our town's had enough of telling us where we can kick balls and bury our dead. I'd like your support in helping me disinter my husband's remains. Vote yes on Prop 69 for the children. Nice. Tell Mayor Tudors down we need to get back to the good old days. Vote yes to 69 for a wizard-free Scott Griggles Memorial slash soccer field. This ad was paid for by the campaign to dig up Grig. Welcome back, everybody, to the Three Tutors podcast. So glad to have you. Landry, let's not waste any more time. Let's get to it. This is your favorite segment and mine. It's a little something we like to call Pitches. Crystal clear. Beautiful. You know, the NRA, not only do they provide us with the resources to have crystal clear audio coming through the airwaves, we also have crystal clear bottled water provided to us every single day here in the studio. And, you know, the pitches theme is a nice way to settle back, relax, open up, and talk about other ways that we can innovate on this podcast. Oh, yes! Goody, goody, goody! It's time for pitches! Yes, absolutely. Guilty yeah, uh, loves it, too. He loves innovation, yeah. so he's, he's a big proponent of this. One of the, oh, yes! I love it so much! One of the things Bill T really loves, and I know I really love, too. Brayden, you were talking about crystal clear wa- water and crystal clear mm-hmm. audio. I love that the NRA mm-hmm. stocks our studio with crystal Pepsi, so that's what I'm drinking right now. That's tr- Oh, really? I didn't realize yep. you could still get that. I thought we ran out the other day. Oh, no, no. They brought some more. It's good. It's not even uh, It's oh. not even like a re- like they brought it back. Like, it's vintage original Crystal Pepsi. They had to get it from the warehouse. So, <coughs> it's so tasty. Good, good, good. good. Buy I'm Crystal so Pepsi. Yeah. Hey, uh, 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 Emily? Oh. Hello? Hello? Oh, hey, Emily. How's it going? Hey, uh, How's it going? Is it time for pitches? Oh, you know uh, it is. You know you know pitches, Emily. Yeah, are you a fan of the are you a writer die? I I haven't joined on Facebook yet, but I am of the podcast, yes. Oh, nice. Well, that's great. Uh, you know, Emily, I I I should mention. Uh oh, yes. Uh, if if you are a fan of the podcast and you listen, it really does help us if, if you could actually go on and join the Facebook group. You know, Tuge Mania is sweeping the nation, but, you know, we haven't yet reached a critical mass. So anything yes. you can do to go on and... and well, I mean, she is a spirit, right? That's so. true. I mean, I guess it, I can Be a little sensitive see. here. Well, you know, Landry, I thought now that Emily is here, maybe, Emily, you could read us one of your poems and hopefully, you know, no one will come in and distract us, you know, because we really do want to hear uh, <laughs> your, your, your wonderful poem... <laughs> <laughs> Hope is a thing with feathers. So uh, why don't you go ahead and, and, yes. uh, and read that for us? Oh, that's okay. This is Hope is a thing with feathers. Hope is the thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without words and never stops at all. And sweetest in the game is heard and sore must be the storm that could have lost the there's a. I'm sorry. There's some noise. What's going on, Emily? You're gonna have to speak up. I can't. 
Emily, speak up. I can't, I, we can't it's hear weird. you, Emily. It's, there's a crowd amassing because something's, there's a, someone's beginning to circle. Is that a, oh my God, Landry, is that a biplane? Yes, I see a biplane landing. Oh my gosh, Brayden, Brayden, go, let, let's go outside real quick. Hold on, okay, let's, yeah. let's do this. Oh my god, Landry, look! I think it's Tis Amber! Ah! The Honorable Judge Thurber T. Mingus presiding! Thurber, get down from that plane! Come on and land for us! Oh, give me just a second, I'm coming down! He's certainly thought it's gonna take him a minute. Oh, here I am! The Honorable Judge Thurber T. Mingus presiding. I finally made it here after the entire week's journey. Now, where is that dastardly Stephen P. Pillsbury, gentlemen? <laughs> well, uh, Landry, uh, sorry, I, I'm so excited. I'm just taken aback by the fact that Thurber actually made it here. I know, I wasn't expecting him here. It's Listeners, crazy. Listeners, for those of you who are new to the podcast, uh, uh, the Honorable Judge Thurber T. Mingus is one of our closest, closest confidants. He's our legal counsel. Favorite sponsor. And uh, he's actually agreed to come and help us out with this situation with the obelisk here. So, uh, Thurber, Thurber, we're so glad you could make it. I know it took you a while to get here, but, uh, you know, I, did you use all your gas points? Absolutely. <laughs> you, every last hour, I hope you can get back. Oh, I'll get there one way or another. Life's about the journey, not the destination, youngin. <laughs> oh, that's he's so wise. When you've been around the world in 80 days like I have, you <laughs> learn a thing or two like that. You've, wait, Thurber, I, I'd like to just... Just ask a question here, because it took you a week to get here from Vermont. How have you been around the world in 80 days? I feel like... Well, it wasn't my own personal plane I was flying that time. Oh, I see. Was it like a hot air balloon situation? It was uh... a 737 MAX 8. Oh, didn't they just ground those? Oh, I don't know. I don't (laughs) stick to regulations. Oh, I see. Yeah, you're a bit of a, a rebel without a cause there. I'm a rogue. (laughs) <laughs> a rogue, yeah. Oh, next time I play D&D, I'll be sure to ha- add you to my party. It'll be wonderful. Oh, please. I love a good campaign. <laughs> Me too. Now, well, speaking of, you took time off from your personal campaign so that you could come and join us. Is that correct? Absolutely. I'm currently running for provost of Northern Vermont University. I'll get those scoundrels out of office yet. You really? You wait. You're trying to boot the entire provost board? Every single one of them. <laughs> we need to clean house. Drain the swamp, as they say. Absolutely. It's very swampy up in Vermont. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people don't realize. Well, you know, it's great for fishing. They have a lot of delicious swamp bass. Oh yes. <laughs> I love to eat swamp bass. <laughs> My favorite Vermont delicacy. Steamy swamp bass. <laughs> Landry, stop tickling me. We have got. To I'm go. having a good time, Brady. I love this. Stop oh, it. gentlemen, let me into that tickle fight. I oh, love the camaraderie. Oh, now I'm being tickled too. Stop it. Like, okay. okay, guys, 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 guys. We Get got back it. to the Stooges. Hey, listen, Ronnie, uh, clearly this is really important here. We've not seen Thurber in person yet, so we're just having a good time, okay? Please, gentlemen, I believe your producer is right. After listening to the show, I realized you have a tendency to get a bit off topic. Now, if we could please... Get back to the issue at hand. Okay, so here, Landry, you know what? Let's head over to this obelisk here with Thurber, and, uh, you know, maybe together the three of us can figure out what's going on. Does that sound okay? I think that sounds pretty good. Thurber, you want to join us? I believe so. Take me right there. All right, here we go. Hopefully that thing doesn't happen with my ears again, but... You know, yeah, that'd be really great. We'll I, see. I, I, in fact, here, let me improvise some uh, some earplugs really quickly here. Uh, hang on just a second. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, I've got some tufts Feeling of good? grass in my ear now. Yeah, Brayden, you, you don't you don't need to yell. So it, well, it's okay. you sh- I can't hear you, sir. Can there's I- no need to yell. Oh, okay. Oh, sorry, sorry. I'll try and speak at a normal volume. Okay. So this is this strange obelisk you mentioned over the phone, there, gentlemen. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it is. These strange tones. I've heard them before. You have. But I, but I can't put my finger on it. But there's something familiar about it. Hmm, that's, oh, that's strange. Weird. It's, yeah, Brayden, it's weird. I, I can almost 
I can almost, like, make out it's a picture. <laughs> what kind of picture is it, my young man? I don't know, it's, it's, a, it's like circles, but it's been cut up. I don't... But there's circles on the circles. Wait a minute! Let me take a look at that! What? My god! Gentlemen, have either of you ever this? encountered any mysterious spiritual advisors as of late? Well, as a matter of fact, uh, Thurber, we, uh, yeah. we, we just yeah, spoke we, with we the do. ghost of Emily Dickinson. Uh, oh, I'm still here. Oh, sorry, she's still no, here. You know, now that I think about it, you know, one of our, one of our sponsors, uh, uh, Jonathan Pistola, he's... He's actually taken our doorman, Wilson T. Bonobos, under his wing. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh sorry, Brayden. It's Wilson T. Bonobons. Cinnabon. <laughs> Billabong. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, but, yeah, he's oh. been taking to... Where, what's that place called, Brayden? Uh, uh, I, I believe the, he calls it the church... Uh, uh, the Pizzatorium. The Church of the Sacred Pizzas, well, Experience-a-rama, and Pizzatorium. I be, uh, yes, I, they, I think they traditionally it's a, it's a strike yeah, out reverse scenario, like Willy Wonka. Yeah, you've seen that. It's like that. Um, yeah, Willy. Oh, William Wonka. You want to call him by his Christian name, Braden? Yes, Absolutely. I'm sorry. I apologize. Oh, of course. I know the Church of the Sacred Pizza quite well. And gentlemen, I must you. say this is a very dangerous situation. I don't know if you know quite what you're in for. Really? I. Oh, what, what do you mean, That's Thurber? Strange. Well, I must say I've seen many a person go into a church of a sacred pizza and never come out. <gasps> strange. You know, Will, William Wonka's whole thing is, you know, nobody ever goes in and nobody ever comes out. But what you're saying is many people go in, but nobody ever comes out. That seems somehow more insidious. I do believe so. We need to get to your friend Wilson right away. Otherwise, his life may be at stake. Please, oh. gentlemen, join me as we go back to the studio in search of your friend. Let's do it post-haste here. I'm catching up, almost. I'm, I'm off the gravel now. Yeah, okay. Ah, oh, okay. Oh. oh, that really took it out of me. <laughs> Why, it did? You're really you're just floating from place to place. Yes, moving from one place to another can be quite strenuous for a spirit. Oh, I'm sure you're tied to... Oh, what is that? Was that a dog? You stay here in the studio. I'll go outside and deal with these scoundrels. All right, see you, Thurber. He really oh. likes to use the word scoundrel. And he uses he, it like an adjective, too. He does. It, what is it, it's pretty amazing. I believe he yeah. wants to say. Anyway, well, oh, well. Uh, Brayden, I mean, I think we should probably find Wilson. Yeah, Emily yeah. Dickinson. Hey, Wilson. Will hey, Landry, where is he? Normally, Wilson Wilson comes as soon as we call him. I, it's Wilson. so strange. Wilson! Wilson! Gentlemen, Steven. I'm sorry, gentlemen. I had to get your attention. I... Stephen P. Pillsbury, you have our attention. You've commandeered our studio before. Like, you could just, you know, leave a message, send me an email, call my yeah, cell phone. You know, we, we, ex we even have a mailbox. We have that Three Tooches voicemail box. Yeah, seriously, you can you... email us at ride or die at three tooches at gmail.com. Yeah. Or you could just give us a call at 856-389-6643. That's 856-3-TOOGE. Why did you have to come all the way down to the studio? Gentlemen. I had to tell you, your doorman, Wilson T. Bubo Bones, has been taken into FGO custody. What? Wilson? Landry, I mean, that explains where he is. I, I can't... I'm sorry, gentlemen. I'm afraid I can't say any more. It's a matter of national security. Uh, Steven, I, I, I'll accept that you Stephen come Stephen P. Here. Agent Pillsbury. Is it Agent Pillsbury or Mr.? What do you prefer? It's actually Stephen P. Pillsbury, Esquire. Oh, you're a, you're an attorney. Yes. Or do you work for Esquire magazine? I'm both. Oh, <laughs> you have a column or something like that. I see. Okay. Well, you just tack it onto your name, so I thought maybe it meant. Yeah. Anyway, why on earth would you take our doorman Wilson T away from us? We need him here to film the podcast every week. I'm sorry, gentlemen, but it seems your doorman Wilson T Bobobones has been mixed up in some rather unsavory activities, gentlemen. Unsavory, like a. Like a lemon scone, or? Uh, I'd say more of a, uh, how do I say, uh, pineapple? A pie-napple? Like a pizza pie-napple? Hawaiian pizza? Exactly, gentlemen. I'm afraid I can't say more, but... Listen, I just can't accept... How are we going to go on and record the podcast without Wilson? I mean, is your, are you bringing him back? You took him without letting anybody know. I'm sure. You're sure? I'm afraid. Yep, I'm, I'm sure that no one knows. You're the only two that know. And we're going to keep it that way. 
Because that, yes, you are. because that is how the FGO operates. You need to not speak about this to anyone. The obelisk will be removed. Ugh. And the three two just podcast will be canceled Ugh. indefinitely. Landry, don't. Is that understood? Uh, ah, oh my, uh, oh my a, ears. Brayden, what's what's going are you on? Hear You're, that? No, I I don't know what's going on. What's my ears? I was my gonna. Ears s- are killing me. I just. What just happened? I feel like you can't see it. Ah, it was so bright. Are your ears killing you, Landry? I mean, not really. Are you okay? I'm... I'm fine. The last thing I remember, we... We we went out to see the obelisk. I I can't remember anything after that. Brayden, we did a whole episode. We met the ghost of Emily what? Dickinson. We, uh, Thurber came. He landed his biplane outside. Thurber was here? Oh my god! That's awesome! Brayden, you don't remember? No. I don't. Listen, can we take a break? What, what, what are we going to watch next week? I mean, I, I can at least try and catch up. You're right. Uh, next week, we're going to be watching Pardon My Scotch, the Three okay. Stooges short from 1935. So okay. just hold tight. We'll do that this week. We'll get back to the studio. We'll get back to the Stooges all in due time. We'll make Ronnie happy. And then, do you rem- We'll get back to the show. Okay. I guess, uh, Reggie, take, take us out? We can make it if we Hey everybody, welcome to the Playtime Show this week. This week we had a good time, we rolled around and we ate some food and we loved our dad and we did pretty good, but we took some naps and then we laid down and we were pretty tired, but we had a good time and we slept and we were very tired and sleepy and our feet are so small and we love ourselves but we want to get no, 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 and we love each other. I think this is my show for now, it's my show.